This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is with one of the great wrestlers in Iowa State history, Jake Varner. The four-time NCAA finalist, two-time NCAA champion, and Olympic champion will be inducted tonight into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. We'll talk about Jake's storied career as an athlete and now as an assistant coach at Penn State. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Jake Varner. So Jake, first of all, just tell me what it meant to you when you found out that you had been announced as one of the people that was going to be inducted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. Yeah, at first I was kind of counting the years because I thought it was 15 years removed after you graduate, and then I think they had changed it. I think you know 2020 is when I actually got inducted, so I think that was the first time they changed it to 10 years. I'm like, wow, it's already it's already been 10 years, and uh, I'm not sure why I'm going in so fast. I feel like there's a lot more athletes that probably deserve it that have probably been waiting a while too. So, but it, it was a it's it was pretty neat, you know, to be inducted into such a special Hall of Fame and. Uh, such a great athletic department and um you know to be able to represent iowa state so it's pretty neat bakersfield california two-time state champion in a great state for wrestling and coached by your dad tell me tell me what it was like to grow up in a wrestling family yeah so my dad actually coached at my high school in the 70s and 80s and then his assistant took over then actually my cousin took over so he was actually my high school coach through high school Uh, my dad was always there along the way though but uh he, he knew when to be a dad and when to be a coach, but he kind of let my cousin take over the reins when it was time. But, yeah, I mean, California is a great it's a great state. It's still one of the few states that only has a single division state tournament. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a long ways from home. Like I said, probably one of the biggest changes was the weather at first. But once you kind of realize it and get used to it, it's not that big a deal. But you had a lot of choices coming out of high school. What made you select Iowa State? Uh, yeah, once I got here and uh, took my visit, uh, met Coach Kale and kind of spent some time with him, talking with him. And I told my dad on the way home, this is where I need to go. I'd actually visited Oklahoma State the week before, and that, that visit went well. One of my high school teammates was there. There's a couple of California guys that were on the team that I knew. I was close to going there, but um, after I met Coach Kale, it was kind of like, this is, this is the game changer. This is the guy that I need to be around that's going to get me to that next level. And then I canceled my trip to Iowa the next week. So I don't know if they were too happy about that or not, but... You know, that's, that's what happened. You redshirted your first year. Tell me what you got out of that year. I did redshirt my uh, my first year, although I, I was ready to wrestle. They needed me to wrestle. But I had made the junior world team my senior year, the end of the senior year of high school, and got over to the junior world championships. First day of practice, I broke my ankle just in practice. So I actually had to come home and didn't get to compete. So I came into college with a broken ankle. So I was kind of recovering from that and took my time to make sure it healed up. And But if they needed me to go, I was ready to go. But I, I spent a lot of time with Coach Gale that year, which I think really helped me a lot um, because my first year competing, I struggled on bottom a lot. But we, we, we worked on that. But just, just wrestling with him, I tried to wrestle with him every day um, just to kind of get better. I mean, he was the when – you, when you talk about wrestling, he's the guy. So it was like, well, that's what I want to kind of – try and be and and do so yeah that that year helped me a lot today's sidecast is brought to you by van wall equipment van wall equipment and john deere are proud to support iowa's farmers in the field and iowa state athletics on the field 
Take me to that redshirt freshman year because you go 29 and seven, but you you make it to the the championship, and the team had a great year finishing second. But how did you kind of look at that season when it was done? You, you lost a few times, but you still found a way to get into the final. Yeah, I think I had well eight losses in the year because didn't win it, but uh, I think four of those losses came by this same four guys or same three guys maybe six of them something like that anyways yeah I mean I came in I think as a sixth seed and I took some losses throughout the year my loss to Roger Kish from Minnesota in the duel by a spread of like maybe five or six points I closed the gap at national duels I think it was by a point or two and then I had him in the semis and uh actually beat him in overtime so that put me in the finals but um you know, that, that's just what happens sometimes. You, you take losses along the way, and you just have to learn from them and, and continue to improve. But, um, you know, my goal was to come in and be a four-time national champ, obviously taking it one year, one match at a time. And, and that's what I did. Things happen. It's wrestling. It's sports. And, uh, you know, I think, I think those losses made me better. Um, it didn't finish how I wanted that year, but I think it, it made me better for the, for the long run. Still very rare for a freshman to get into into the final. And then sophomore year, you win your first Big 12 title. Uh, you beat Jake Herbert along the way at Midlands. But your only loss comes in the final. So how much did that kind of motivate you going forward into your junior year? Yeah, that was uh, my only loss, taking second again. It was a tough match. I mean, Ohio State, Mike Pasillo, tough kid. Went to triple overtime. It's funny, you remember all the losses. You don't really remember their wins and how they go. But... Now I think he ended up winning off six seconds of riding time and, and ride out. So and that's just how it goes. You know, obviously at the time I was, wasn't happy about it and, and was disappointed in myself. But, um, you know, I just, I just knew I, I had to get better in those positions. I knew I had to go score more points. And, and so that, that's what I worked on. So, but yeah, I mean, that's just, that's wrestling. You know. Junior year, you moved up to 197. You got your first NCAA championship, and you mentioned beating Craig Brester, who had uh, beaten you in the Big 12 finals. So how did you turn the tables on him at NCAA? Yeah, me and uh, Craig Brester, I think we wrestled seven or eight times throughout the last two years. I actually beat him in the dual meet. Oh, I think it was national duels in the dual meet. I beat him, and then uh, he beat me at Big 12s. Um, and made a mistake and he capitalized on it and you know that put me at the number two seed at nationals which is fine you know just no big deal to me and then I got him in the final so he, he's a tough kid I mean it's like I said I think that was probably one of my most memorable moments was winning the national my junior year I finally got it done got over that hump a little bit probably wasn't the most impressive finals win but hey he's a tough kid strong kid you know hard to score on so figured it out and uh you know made it happen so you look back at some of your great accomplishments, a lot of them are beating guys that had beaten you and then coming back and getting them. I guess, was it just a constant mental thing where you're learning, okay, here's how he's trying to attack, here's how I'm going to counterattack, and you just kind of figured your way? Yeah, I mean, the, the, some of the losses I took, I mean, they weren't, they weren't blowouts. Right. Even my freshman year, I didn't really have any blowouts, I think, other against Kish and, and Herbert, and I think those were like four or five points, so... Um, all the other ones I, I lost my freshman year because I got ridden. So it was like one one point matches. So I, I knew I had to change that and get better at that. I made those adjustments by the NCAA tournament that year. 
obviously my sophomore year I didn't lose to the finals. My junior year I took I think two losses actually. I lost to Wisconsin Dallas Herbs at Midlands in the finals. I tried to go for the win and get the reversal and I didn't get a reversal and probably should have just got the escape to go to overtime and, and lost that match but I actually beat him earlier in the year. We didn't wrestle, him and I didn't wrestle again. Um, yeah, Brester beat me at in the finals. I beat him again at the nationals. I think we actually wrestled three times my senior year. So we wrestled in the all-star match, the dual meet, and actually four times that year, big 12s and nationals. So yeah, guys that had beat me before, I think they kind of started wrestling a little different, which, you know, that's, that's strategy and I guess smart on their part. So I just had to kind of figure out how to break through that and you just kind of adjust during the matches and change things up when they need to be changed. So, Well, nobody beat you your senior season, 31-0 NCAA champ. Tell me about the, the focus that it took, because you just mentioned you beat Bresser four times that year. You had some other great competitors I'm sure you were competing against. Tell me about your focus to make it all the way through the year without losing. Yeah, I mean, obviously I, I didn't like losing. You know, obviously in anything in life, losing comes along the way. And that was the only year that I went undefeated in. But I wasn't really worried about that. My goal was to win the to win the national tournament. So obviously it was to win every match and dominate in every match. Um, but that was the end goal. So, But yeah, I mean, you, you just take it one match at a time. You don't really think about winning and losing. You just think about going out there and giving your best effort and, and one match at a time. And, and that's what I did that year, you know, a lot of a lot of people think, oh, you got a target on your back or this or that. Well, that was last year. You know, there's no new NCAA champion this year. So, you know, you, you just don't – I didn't really think that way. I just thought about it as one more match, another match, another match. I love Authentic Brand's superb Cyclone gear. But did you know Authentic Brand by TCB Companies is an official outfitter of the iHeartRadio Group and Learfield? Outfit your life in authentic brand gear and give your personal and professional image a boost. Authentic-brand.com. You mentioned that all along you're learning from Kale. Tell me what impact he had on your career. You mentioned you, you want to learn from the best, and he was. There's no question about that. How did he help you? Uh, Coach Kale helped me tremendously just from a, from a wrestling aspect, me being an athlete, just being a person in general being a coach now. Um, I've always thought of him as uh, kind of like a big brother. Um, I always thought of him as he was always my coach. He always is my coach, always will be my coach and a mentor and uh, almost like a father figure, big brother, whatever. I mean, he's, he's all those things to me. He was the best man at my wedding. You know, we go on a lot of fishing trips together. Not as much anymore because I've had a lot of kids, so <laughs> changes things, but we still go on fishing trips. But yeah, I mean, just just his knowledge in the sport and just kind of how he goes about it is pretty, pretty amazing and and just a different way of thinking and I, I, it's pretty intriguing. So, but just being able to learn from him from all those different aspects of my life has, has kind of just helped me grow. You know, it helped me grow as a competitor. You know, watching him compete as a competitor, growing as a coach, the way you see him coach, and just as a person in general. You know, he's probably one of the most genuine people I've ever met. So. Um, he's a pretty important person in my life that's, you know, he always will be. So anytime I can learn from him, I try to. Tell me where you think you made the most growth at Iowa State. Uh, I would have to say it was probably my redshirt year. Like I said, I broke my ankle coming in. So I was actually out all preseason. I didn't get a, 
I started practice the first day, but it was mostly mat wrestling. So I wrestled a lot of mat wrestling with Coach Kale. So I got I got scored on a lot and got put on my back a lot, but in different ways than what most people can do. So I, I, I kind of had to figure things out. Um, and that's the one thing about wrestling, you know, wrestling your coaches in general, you got you got to figure things out. So I think I think that year was really beneficial to me, even though I felt like I was ready to to jump in if I had to. I, I think it was real beneficial to take that redshirt year, and that, that really helped me grow to be ready to go my redshirt freshman year. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Two-time Iowa State Male Athlete of the Year, 121-10 and 10 record, four finals, which is amazing, two titles, and then you set your sights on your international career. So what approach did you take entering your international career? You know, coming here, part of my goals was winning four national titles and winning the world championship and winning the Olympics. So it was always part of the plan. I came up short of one. I didn't win a world championship. I won a bronze medal, which is good. Not as good as winning the gold, but still good. But I wrestle freestyle every year after the college season. Um, it was always to make a world team and go win a world championship. I didn't make the, the trials my freshman year. Sophomore year, I made the Olympic trials, qualified for that. I was the number three guy on the national team. Lost to Andy Rovat in the mini tournament finals who ended up making the Olympic team. So I knew I was right there, and then I jumped weights. So I, I knew kind of jumping weights, I could didn't have to really cut as much. I could just focus on getting better at wrestling. But I was ready to go. I mean, and then it was that next year that I made a world team. So I was in, after my junior year of college, made a world team. Didn't do as well as I wanted at the Worlds. And then after my senior year, I took second at the world team trials. And then in 2011 and 12, after I graduated, is when I kind of, I think, jumped levels. So. Made a couple world teams. And then on to London, age 26. And uh, the Olympic Games, you allow just two points over four matches to claim the gold. Why were you so hard to score on? I don't know. I, I think I kind of take pride in myself on I didn't care if guys got in my legs. I don't know. The rules were a little different then, too, with, with freestyle. I don't know why I was higher to score on. Um, I just didn't like guys scoring on me. So I, I tried to just make sure I was scoring on them and had more points on the board. And luckily, at that time, I did. So, you know, they weren't. A lot of points at the time, takedowns were only worth one point. They're worth two points now in freestyle. So you had to win two out of three periods at that point, you know. And so th things were a little different, but I, I just knew if I didn't get taken down and I didn't go to a ball grab, then I was good. I was gonna, I was gonna win. I was, I was gonna score more points than the other guy. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's hard to score on. <laughs> well, I can't imagine a better feeling in the world than wearing USA across your chest and standing at the top of that podium and hearing your national anthem. Uh, take me back to that moment as you won the gold medal and were awarded it up on the stand. What kind of emotions were running through your mind? Because that's a lifetime of work to get to that moment. Yeah, I mean, being able to represent your country is a big deal. You know, it's a big deal at the world stage. It's a big, I guess you could say, an even bigger deal at the Olympic stage. But being able to have that opportunity is, is a pretty awesome experience. You know, I'm very grateful for it. There's probably a lot more important people out there that have allowed us to be able to be in that position. And to be able to play a small part in representing the country is a cool thing. 
Um, my emotions were – it was kind of interesting. In 2009, I lost in the quarterfinals at the World Championships, and that guy lost, so I got put out. In 2011, I lost in the quarterfinals of the World Championships. That guy ended up winning, so I got pulled back in and took a bronze. So the quarterfinals for me, winning at the Olympics was kind of – for me, it was a big deal. I was like, all right, I got over that hump. Now let's go win the semis. Went won the semis. All right, let's go win the finals. So after winning, you know, clock ticks down, and you know, you realize then you like, wow, really did this. You know, this, this is what you worked your whole life for, and it's a pretty neat feeling. You know, you get a you raise that flag, and you get to stand on the podium, and you know, put your hand over your heart, and you listen to the national anthem. It's a pretty pretty neat thing. You know, even to this day, you you kind of get chills every time the national anthem is played, and you see that flag. So. It's a pretty cool experience, you know, something that everyone should be able to experience, but I guess that's why it's so special, you know, but you, you compete for, you know, you compete for yourself and, and for your family and for God, and, but you, you p compete for the whole country. You compete for everybody that's watching you too, so it's, it's kind, of, kind of cool. You're an assistant coach now for Kale. You guys have had a ton of success, team championships out there. Do you enjoy the, the coaching aspect? Yeah, I, I love coaching. Um, I knew at some point I was probably going to be a coach. School wasn't my best thing. Uh, like I said, I, I knew I had to do well in school because that's the only way I'd be able to wrestle. So, And getting my degree was a big deal, but I knew that I was probably going to end up in coaching. My dad coached, my cousin coached. You know, I was around a lot of great people that were my coaches in college, obviously. And, and Kale, Coach Kale knew when it was the right time to ask. And in my mind, I was ready to jump in before if I needed to, but I was kind of off and on about competing, and I jumped back into competing. And so he knew, you know, he, he wanted to make sure that I was ready to go and focus on competing, and then it was time to focus on coaching. So, But I enjoy it. I enjoy coaching. It's it's fun. You get to see the other side, and, you know. It's like, man, why, why do these guys get so nervous? Or really, Well, when you do it, it's like, well, why doesn't the guy just do this, you know? It's like, all right, well, now I understand, you know. But, but you, you learn differently as a coach than you are an athlete you know you, you pick up on things that maybe you didn't pick up on before or vice versa but um you, you kind of understand the athletes a little bit better and you just understand the sport a little bit better as a coach you know you just kind of broaden your horizon because you can still learn so you know but yeah coaching with those guys it's awesome you know we've been fortunate for the success we've had and it's a good thing to be a part of but it, it still does take work and but i do enjoy it so wrestling has been an integral part of your life for your whole life, basically. And uh, now you have five kids. Do you see wrestling continuing to be such an important part of your life going forward? Will it be at the center of your life going forward? Uh, yeah. Um, I think I've always joked growing up that I'm going to teach my – if I ever had a son, which I do have one son, I'm going to start putting a ball in his left hand so he can at least start learning how to throw with his left hand. You know, wrestling is kind of one of those sports It's like – it's just a different sport to do well and, and make a good life out of it. You, you got to win. And it's a, it's just, that's the sport, you know, but you, you, you go throw a nasty fastball or curveball with your left hand, you can make a lot of money. So I've always joked with like, Oh, if I have a son, well, I'm going to get him in some, but no, um, I think it'll always be a part of my life. Even when I get out of it, I think it'll always be a part of my life. It's not my whole life. Um, but it's a, it's a part of me. Um, it's part of my family. Uh, my wife was even, she, her brothers wrestled. She was a wrestling manager at Penn State. That's where I met her, was at Penn State when I got out there. But um, my son is fine. He's just turned four. Him and his twin sister just turned four. So 
he's finally starting to be like, well, can I go to wrestling practice? And I'm like, well, you gotta, you can't be going to the bathroom in your pants right now. So if you don't do that, you can go to wrestling practice. So he's been working on that. So he's he's getting over that, and he's we got him some wrestling shoes. So he's ready to go. And a couple of the girls actually, they've been asking him to go too. So. Good. But yeah, no, it's it'll always be a part of it. If they don't wrestle, that's fine with me. You know, I'd love for him, him and if the girls want to try. They can for them to at least try it. You know, I think it's a sport that everybody should just try, even if for a year. Um, I think it definitely helps. But uh, yeah, it, it'll always be a part of my life. Jake, you're a humble guy, but you are absolutely deserving of being in this Hall of Fame. And so, congratulations on getting back here this weekend. I know it wasn't simple to do it, and uh, you made it, and it's going to be a special special weekend for you, I hope, because you certainly deserve it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.